Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. late september but you know who cares who's counting right brian the fall beers are out the fall beers the fall feel like the fall beers have been out yeah July maybe. they spring yeah. early <laughs> well no they fall early fall early yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's a it's a time of the year pun that's a season yeah. Pun. yeah i mean as a brewery you have to get in that spirit in the middle of the summer and like i don't have time to brew the damn fall beers early summer probably you know it's interesting because there's always a backlash about that shit Always, but every year they're they're released earlier and earlier, and it's like, well, you know, they got to be selling. Someone's got to be buying pumpkin beers, right? Yeah, I was uh, talking to somebody last week, and one of the the brewers at Anchor, and, and she was telling me that they think they're already done brewing all of their uh, our special ale for the for the year. Oh, the Christmas yeah. beer, really? Yeah. <laughs> not nothing that's released yet, but it's all it's all done. Wow, it's, uh, just aging. Yeah. I didn't think it aged that long, but that gets released what like the week before Thanksgiving. It probably used to. It probably gets released sometime in in I don't know September <laughs> now. I'm not sure October. Uh, I think it was always at the one the one uh, competition. Brian, they always seem to have. It's always ready at least by then. So I'm not sure what time. It, what is that? Early. Early November at the very at right. The yeah, the, the Stern Grove or it used to be Stern Grove. Now it's. Cal State at the anchor. Yeah. That's weird to me. That whole thing's weird to me. The, the timing of seasonal releases and all that kind of stuff, it just, I don't know, it seems like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the one main reason to do it is that once the season's over, no one's going to buy it. So you get everybody excited <laughs> for something. Like, hey, hey, it's 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 Halloween, yeah. but once Halloween's over, the stuff's still sitting on the shelf. It's just, it's dead. No one's going to buy first, it at all. Yeah, and you see the first one on the shelves, you're like, oh, yeah, that's... It's getting towards fall. The lesson maybe is make less of the beer and just, you know, be better off selling out than making too much and having it there forever. And, you know, yeah, and seasonal people are starting to revolt. Although at the same time, you know, when when Sierra Nevada's uh, Oktoberfest came out this year, I was, as soon as I saw it, I, you know, picked up a a six pack of it. Oh, hell yeah. I I like it. You know, I'm like, I'm going to buy this beer. I bought like another 12 pack right after that, too. But it's a good um, beer. Yeah, but it's, but that's, I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, I was like, yeah, that's kind of early, but that's cool. I want to get it when it's fresh. And, uh, right. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's interesting that the, the pumpkin beers from like the East Coast still travel out here. And you can always tell when it's, pumpkin beer season because there's the shipyard in the you know end cap of the grocery store mm-hmm. unrefrigerated and just <laughs> sitting there already collecting dust and you're like oh boy here we go it's starting but i don't mind it it's i mean i i don't know i like pumpkin beers i'm not afraid to say it i don't really give a shit i don't understand why people are like bad shit about pumpkin beers a well-balanced pumpkin beer can be good, but it's all about the spice. Yeah. You don't really taste the pumpkin. No, but I mean, but and, and I agree with the you. Balance. But I think that's saying anything. Yeah. Well, a well-balanced oatmeal stout is can be good. But well-balanced cucumber beer could be good. You it know? C- could be. Yeah. We don't know that for sure yet. I like seeing the German Oktoberfests come out. That's yeah. yeah. Well, but again, a well-balanced Oktoberfest nice. can be good. So I don't know. It just it's like well, I don't understand why the hate for for pumpkin beers. I think it's a it's it's a hate for all things pumpkin. Really, I think it's really spread now to things like hand soap and, and oh my dude. lattes. Man, last year cetera, my wife got a fucking little pump thing of uh, oh. pu- uh, pumpkin spice hand soap, and I about murdered her. 
drinking. It's like, like my hand, like, my hand smelled like a like a you know white girl in Uggs for like the rest of the day. It was really <laughs> weird. It's kind of good though. But uh, anyway, huh? This is Doctor Homebrew, of course, not the Pumpkin Beer Show, not the I Hate Everything Show, which is usually most of my life. Uh, we have two guests in the studio today with beer that we're going to be trying. We have Jonathan with uh, something called an International Pale Lager. Um, which apparently has no hops in it, um, but instead a tea for bittering. International Pale Lager. That's a thing, right? Yeah. All right. And then uh, Dan with a cucumber bohemian pilsner, for lack of a better term. That's a pretty good term for it, actually. All how way else too fucking quiet. You want to make up a different why. make up a different name for it the if you'd like. Sir. Generally means we should be communicating uh, in some fashion. Uh, Brian's on his phone. Brian's an eight year old girl now. He just like, he's on his phone. There he goes again. Yeah. What are you looking up, buddy? I'm just I'm just laughing here, which is the worst part. Dude, laughing doesn't really work well. No. Translate well on. What's um, Brian? What's, let's play a game. What's, what's Brian, Brian to give you up an example of some international Have you ever had Singha? Ting, uh, that like uh, Thai, is it Thailand yeah. or Vietnamese? Yeah, it is Thailand or Vietnamese. Okay, I think that's the Thai. Corona, Corona is Corona extra. Yeah, Corona is an international pale lager. Bira Moretti, the Italian one. Never had the that Asahi one. Super Dry. Um, I don't know about the Super Dry. Have you ever had a beer called Heineken? I have had a. You mean Lagunitas? No. Wait, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I've had a Lagunitas before. Yeah. Uh, skunky in the green bottles. But um, Heineken is an international pale lager. Well, I guess. It is. What did it used to be before someone made those three fucking names and squished them together? What would Heineken have been called before international oh, pale lager? What was the OA's name for it? Premium like lager? Premium. Maybe? Yeah. Premium lager. We should, we should know this. this we should just be able to spit this information out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Premium. There's only so much information your mind can hold. I know. We need new guy. It was called like, a premium the, American lager, yeah, but they, the people away. probably bitched because there's so many you know international styles in there. Like, why why is it a premium American lager? These are international style, you know. Because it still had the Singapore Heineken. Really? Well, then why not premium Stella, premium you know, international Bex. lagers? That's because you take the word premium out of them, and now I don't want to drink them. Yeah, I'm really keyed into marketing. No matter how they name it, people are going to complain. You know, I don't, I don't envy those guys that write the guidelines. No, not at all. They dude. do a pretty good job, I think. Though, I mean, what do you think is harder, timing a pumpkin beer release or writing a beer style guideline? <laughs> <laughs> You know, timing is always hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Have you listened to this show? Right. The odd, awkward pauses and the... Yeah, I think if I would release a pumpkin with... beer, I would just have a really long... I'd, I'd brew it and then just let it sit there for a while as a, as a long, awkward pause and just let it sit in the brewery before actually pushing it out. And, you know, and then... It's, pre, uh, it's pre-damaged. And it would... Yeah. yeah. And I would make an international pale pumpkin beer. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. Uh, well, should we do a beer first before we uh, before we take a break? Let's do a beer. Yeah. All right, let's do a beer. What beer? Uh, Who's a beer? Are we going to try first? Well, JP, are you going to try the beer with us? Or yes, of course. Abstaining today? We, we, no, um, no. I'm yeah. I'm ready. We why why that. would you ever think I would abstain? We'll do Jonathan's beer. All right, Jonathan. Yes. Welcome. How are you doing, my friend? Not too bad, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us here, man. Oh. So tell me a bit about this uh, international pale lager with no hops. Um, What's wrong with you? What, why do you yeah. hate hops? What did hops ever do to you? I thought of making a different way of doing a beer. Okay. And the reasons why I thought you would get the same kind of flavors based on different ways that would affect for yeast and so forth that would turn your beer. Okay. That's why I threw the international pill lager with tea. With tea, okay. Uh, so you're just trying to replicate. So it would. It's a. It's a, what a gruit, I guess. Then right. Technically, because there's no hops it's in it. It's gruit like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. gruit like. Okay. And also, also this beer was also a cool ship beer that was dumped in hot. Uh, a double the cereal mash. Trying uh, to think. We'll get, we'll get, get more of that cool, later. A cool ship Jonathan. beer. What did you do? You, so, you built, you have a cool ship? and I have a cool ship at home. Man, fucking homebrewers, dude. 
<laughs> it's not truly a cool ship. It's it's actually an open fermenter. A cool ship would be where you. Well, I guess it is a cool ship and an open fermenter. Well, look at one. Keith trying to smack yeah. Jonathan down right now. Yeah. Wow. He's not supposed to talk about this until we judge it. Now we have oh. too much information. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh. Well, you already judged it. I know. Right. Yeah. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm already changing my my scores. Right. Well, no, Keith, oh, well. you have a point. You have a point, Jonathan. My I, dad. I already know. Let's let's run through the beer and we'll talk about it because I haven't okay. tried it yet. And then afterwards, we'll get into. The, all the details about the beer. I jumped the gun. And the cool ship. I feel like me on prom night again. You should ask go. Jonathan how long he's been <laughs> you went like, to prom? brewing and no, stuff. No, I didn't go to prom. <laughs> how, how long have you been brewing and stuff, Jonathan? About 10 years. All right. Um, Here, let's drink the beer. Let's go. Let's get it. Okay. Brian, you go. Keith, you go first. Cool. Uh, uh, Brian always goes first. I know. I, I was wondering about that. <laughs> I felt so inferior. I'm impatient. So inferior. Uh, okay, um, so I started off here um, on aroma. I got a light phenol, uh, just a, maybe a little bit of clove. Obviously, no hops. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, medium low green apple. Um, initially, I'm struggling with that an acid aldehyde or an ester. Uh, medium low grainy corn, uh, corn like aroma. Um, more and more, as it, as it sort of I came back and smelled it more, I was getting some red apple esters. Um, before I tasted, I really had a hard time even identifying the tea in the aroma. Uh, maybe that's just me, but I was, you know, I was looking for guava and melon notes. Didn't really pick up on those. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, Color-wise, uh, medium. Sorry, appearance-wise, uh, medium gold, low white head, uh, long-lasting collar collar on on the head, um, but very very hazy. For an international pale lager, uh, you know, definitely you you know you've seen the styles the style before. Should be brilliantly clear. Um, so way too hazy for style. Uh, I almost call it a haze bomb. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and I gave it a one for a appearance, which I rarely do, but um, just you know had to do it. Uh, flavor: medium low sweetness, some notes of corn, uh, no hops. Again, um, getting a lot more tea this time around. For me, it came across a lot as peachy. Is the is the flavor I got from the tea? Yeah, like a like a like a peach o, you know the candy, the peach o yeah. candy. Yeah, yep. Uh, just still getting a little bit of that phenol flavor. Um, I'm sorry, the phenol that I was getting also in the aroma. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was fairly clean. Uh, balances toward the malt, uh, but not overly dry um, either. So the style I think is maybe a little bit on the little bit sweeter than the style would allow, but maybe also uh, the hot, the tea isn't giving as much of a, a balance as the hops normally would. Medium low body, very low carbonation. It was out of a growler, so you know, I'm giving a little bit of a pass there. But uh, for the style, I'd like to see a lot more carbonation. Um, you know, this is a style that needs a lot of carbonation, and I think that would actually help this beer out a lot too. And I'll talk more about that. Uh, low tea astringency, uh, light creaminess. Actually, it was more creaminess than I expected, but that could almost also be that there's the lower carbonation gives me this perception of creaminess. Uh, no warming. Really like the flavor of the beer uh, more than the aroma. Originally, originally the aroma, I was I was turned off a little bit by the the phenol and and possible acid aldehyde sort of uh, characteristics. I was getting less acid aldehyde in the flavor, definitely. So getting a little bit of that phenol. Um, like the like the fruitiness of, of the uh, tea. I think it's pretty interesting and. Uh, I don't know. I think the style is an interesting mix-up of styles. I'm not sure it's necessarily the very best one. I think kind of the tea playing with the, an ester from more esters in, in you know, uh, an ale yeast might actually work a little bit better. Um, but uh, beyond that, I think it's really it's kind of cool. And uh, I think carbonation really would, you know, bump it up too in a, in a bottle or something along those lines where it's not uh, coming across so flat. I think that hurts the style a lot. And uh, overall, I gave it a 30, um, like the beer. Just think there's some minor tweaks here that uh, could really Im improve it. Um, I'm really interested in hearing Brian's uh, feedback about uh, any kind of off off flavors or aromas he got, uh, if, they, if they're there. So um, kind of struggled a little bit. I wasn't sure how much I was picking up was from the tea. Not really familiar with guava and melon tea. Um, and like really living in San Francisco? I, yeah. thought, I feel like they issue. <laughs> I don't get out you. enough. Really, that's no. kind of the problem. <laughs> I feel like they deliver it to yeah. you. <laughs> they deliver everything to you. Uh, Not enough avocado in it for you. But, All uh, right, Brian, what do you think? I, um, you know, Jonathan's my my friend, so 
I have to give this beer a fair shake. A 50. And um, <laughs> we judge it um, with, um, you know, a lot of thought and concentration. The aroma, I found it had a rich kind of grainy quality up front. Uh, there was there was definite some corn like DMS in there, uh, in the aroma I felt like it was okay for the style, uh, but there was no uh, there's no obvious hop at all here. You wouldn't smell it and think hops. Uh, low fruity esters with a very faint tropical note. Like Keith, I was kind of struggling to get any of that kind of fruit from the tea out of it. Um, no, no diacetyl, or um, I didn't really pick up any acetaldehyde either. Um, the ferment seemed actually fairly clean to me, and I didn't get any phenols in it. So, um, not sure there um, if I'm agreeing with Keith on that part. But uh, it does have a, you know, appearance-wise, a yellowy golden color to the beer, and it is very hazy. Um, a low whitish head with some larger and some finer bubbles stuck around for a short while. Um, in the flavor, it's malty, um, mostly up front, and that's, you know, malty is mostly what you get. Malt and corn. Um, there's a little bit of kind of a, a tropical fruit rind undertone to it, um, but mostly grainy, bready malt. Um, it seemed fairly bold for the style, maybe just because the hop isn't there to balance it. I'm also getting a bit of uh, yeasty quality to it as well. And, yeah, again, that corn-like DMS, I think, stuck out a little more in the flavor for me and became a little distracting. Um, other than that, it actually seemed fairly cleanly uh, lagered. I'm not getting, like, big fruity esters in it. Um, it's a, um, you know, it has a kind of a multi-wordy aftertaste. Um, you know, if the tea was meant to kind of balance the, the malt and the wort, I don't know that it's doing a great job of that because it's pretty low. Um and the other thing about it too is it does have a kind of a medium sweet finish. I would say it's way too sweet for the style, and there's no no bitterness or hop, you know, in there to to balance that. So uh, you would want this beer to be a lot more crisp and dry, and um, yeah, the fruitiness is, is just generally low. Um, so that tea isn't kind of doing what what maybe it was it was wanted there to do. It does express itself kind of grit like as, as we were talking about there. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting idea. Why would anyone do this? <laughs> um, f- Mouthfeel-wise, medium-bodied. It's just kind of a little big. Medium-low carbonation. No warmth. Only a hint of astringency, possibly from that the tea. Um, you know, it's it's. You know, I could see maybe a little creaminess, kind of smooth on the palate. Um, but yeah, without the car, it should have a little more carbonation going on there. Um, not a. Not a terrible overall, not a terrible attempt at the style, and I think it's fairly clean. It's just not as dry and crisp as I would really hope for the the beer to to kind of play off that tea. And I think that tea would probably come through more if it was drier and less yeast in the way and less um, less haziness there. Um, but yeah, the malt comes across a bit too bold and rich and sweet. The fruit teas come through only very lightly, a little more in the flavor than the, in the aroma. But yeah, again, if you try to dry out that finish, get better better attenuation, it may come through. Add a little more tea, um, work on that clarity, get some more of that yeast out of there. It's adding some unwanted flavors in there. Um, that's going to help clean it up, and definitely a little more carbonation. But you know, it's an interesting beer. I give it a thirty. I thought it was. You know, I wanted to give it a twenty-nine, but since Jonathan's here, and I, and I generally like him, yeah. That there's that that extra point, that bump. See, it pays to come into the studio. Everybody. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I think that's very fair, Jonathan. What do you have to say about the the judging? You think it was fair? You think it was not? I've never asked this question before of any guest, so you're the first. I think it was very fair. Okay. All right. I also think it's also a new logger. It's only seven days old. Oh wow. Okay. Mm. All right. Do you have um, high hopes for how the, for for this changing? Or you've never done this before, right? This is something new for you. Doing the tea. No, I've done it a couple. You've done it a couple times? Okay. And do you find that uh, over time it changes and kind of tannins maybe come out and there is more of a bitterness? Yes. And I also think... Um, I think um, yes, it does come out more. Okay. It comes out more. How much tea in the five gallons and, and what what's the balance of the Good two question. teas? So basically use a, a one and a half ounces of guava, one and a half melon drop, huh? beginning of boil and at the end of boil. The beginning at the okay, 
Okay. And so you so since you've done it before now f- for me I would be like well putting tea at the beginning of the boil and then you're boiling it for an how long did you boil it for an hour I assume? No. No. Ninety minutes, okay. So boiling tea for ninety minutes, I think, would be super stringent. But I don't get any of that. And so, do you have, you, like you said, you have experience with this? Did you do something different to? Because you're steaming, so basically you're steaming it for three to four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Is it like a, is it a black tea or is it a strictly a just a, a fruit herbal tea? It's fruit herbal tea that's caffeinated. Okay. A fruit herbal tea. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, now tell me about this cool ship, man. So basically, the cool ship is is a open fermentation vessel I have. Okay. And I dump everything in hot, boiling. I don't cool anything. I naturally let it cool down on its own. Okay. I drop it down to basically 100, then I use a glycol chiller off to the side and drop it to pitching temperature, which is 64. Okay. And it's always, my cool ship is always circulating. Always circulating the wort to be able to get it. You find that makes your fermentation go a little faster? Yes, a lot faster. Yeah, yeah, I would think. This beer I did in (laughs) four days. (laughs) Yeah? Secondary, three days. So it's kind of a combo cool ship open fermenter. Yes. Yes. Just to get technically, you know. Because I've heard people give you a hard time, like, that's not a cool ship. He's fermenting in it. But it's yeah. you know you're you're doing both serving both purposes where you know you're actually cooling in it but at the same time you're cooling in it and you're you're fermenting in it yes okay what temperature do you ferment it so I ferment that beer basically a three step so when I pitch I pitch at sixty four mm-hmm. I drop it down first first day at fifty four second day I drop down to fifty okay and then basically do diastereus between sixty four to sixty eight okay. And uh, fermentation is about three to four days. Okay. And huh. this, is, this, this beer was also a double batch beer. So your goal is um, starting high with the to, to get the yeast propagating and then dropping it down so it kind of starts yes. lagering and not kicking off too much fruit. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. What's the ABV on this? ABV on this beer four eight four nine. Okay. I, I really like it. I think with a little more carbonation and a little, you know, a little bit of more age, maybe, um, I could definitely see the allure of a beer like this because there is that kind of peachy mango thing yeah. that's almost like in your on your breath. You know what I mean? It's like just it's like a, a, a whisper of the of the, it's the spirit, I guess, of that. Um, and so you have the malt and you have this and it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's it, like this an could essential be a really oil. refreshing, yeah, <laughs> it really is. I, this could be a really refreshing, yeah, refreshing beer. Well, I think, you know, it, it does seem like a beer that was maybe you would think, oh, somebody kind of rushed this one a little bit through and, and with the, the haziness didn't take the time to, to find it. And I think it would be a slightly different beer if you did take a little more time with it and, and do some of that stuff and, and pull some of the yeast out of suspension. It's going to express itself a little differently. The um, yeah, the DMS you could you could pull that back a little bit and it w- it would be a little closer to style too. What did it finish at though? Um, it seemed a little sweet. Finished at ten 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 ten. Okay, with a like a For the style that is that yeah, is on the yeah on the that's side. in there. So I think maybe maybe I don't know maybe because of the cool ship it runs faster and so forth. Yeah, a more sweetness. Well, it just it's it might just be the impression of sweetness because there's no hop to balance it. That that's all you're getting is the malt and the sweetness, yeah. and uh, uh, no bitterness with it to to counteract that kind of. But yeah, it's an interesting idea. I think I would go with a little more tea, um, clean it up a little bit, and it, and it's a pretty cool beer. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any questions, Jonathan, for these quote unquote gentlemen? <laughs> Can't think of anything. Okay, perfect. Do you get any any off aromas at all, or do you think that mostly is just yeast that you're that I'm that I'm picking up on? I think no, you know, I think it's combo really. I think I did mention the corn when when I was judging it as well, but I think there I am DMS is something that I am, am picking up on this, and uh, maybe maybe a little bit of yeastiness, but I, I you know I think I that combo with a tea. I think I was you know I think I initially said a little phenol, but I don't I don't know if I really I really. Believe in that. I think yeah. I do have a very low threshold for anything that's kind of even. I think bordering on phenols. So yeah, I think uh-huh. that, that tea is, a lot, but. is throwing some a little bit. 
You know what I mean? It being an herbal. And the yeast is, yeastiness is like a fresh yeastiness kind mm-hmm. of. It's not like a stale, you yeah. know, like no, no, um, it's there for dying sure. yeast. Thing, yeah, you know, it is kind of rem- reminiscent a little bit of like a, a dough that you're you know you're working on. You know, starting like a sourdough, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let, let's do this. Let me take a break here, and then we're going to come back and we're going to try another beer. Actually, before I take a break, I want to tell you guys about the eye dip. The Smart Brew Water Testing Kit, which is the iDip, incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. You can use it for home or in your commercial brewery, because everybody knows it takes great water to make great beer. The iDip pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. You can email the results to the rest of your brewers or post it to your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. It has the ability to test over 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded and uh, more are available. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium, hardness, pH, sulfate, and more with only four mils of water needed for each test. And there's a special here for everybody, for all you podcast listeners. Enter code TBN10 at checkout and save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced Smart Brew testing kit. Go to smartbrewkit.com for more. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back, and we're going to try some more beers, and uh, probably laugh at Brian a little bit more. Mm. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now, back to the examination. That's right, it's time. We're back. I hope you're undressed. Back in black. This is not going to feel good. What are you guys pouring over there? Uh, Some of Keith's Dunkel. Munich Dunkel. Jeez, we're doing a Munich Dunkel in-between beers. We have an in-between beer. Bonus beer. I don't think we've ever had this before. We never drink bonus beer on this show. Yeah. Munich Dunkel, huh? Well, while we're uh, tasting this beer, I want to tell you guys about the AHA and their new app, of course, the Brew Guru. You line that thing up. Well, it's free, first of all, so don't even think that you have to pay for it because you don't. And you don't even need to be an AHA member to use it. It gives you great uh, location information on breweries and brew pubs and all that kind of stuff in your area, wherever you happen to be. But if you are an AHA member, you can just link your membership with the app, and then you can go into these bars and homebrew clubs or homebrew shops and all that kind of stuff, and you can get your AHA discount. So it pays for itself, the membership that is, 
um, working in tandem, in unison, in lockstep, if you will, Brian, the, yeah. with the BrewGuru app. They recently updated it, too. Now it has a nice little picture of your, your card on there. Like, you can flash your oh, AHA card. Wow. It's pretty rad. That is pretty rad. Look at that. There's my card. Now everyone has your number. Yep. <sighs> anyway, AHA, working hard for you guys, and we appreciate that very much. You know, you, yeah, there's a lot of breweries on that uh, discount program, too. You just It, it pays to, kind of a man. to check. This uh, Dunkel, Dunkel Munich Dunkel, Dunkel Munich Dunkel, Dunkel Munich Dunkel. I think that's the original name of it. It's not as good as the Best of Show Munich Dunkel that we had at the um, Oktoberfest, judging last it's good. weekend. Thanks, man. I like it. It's very toasty. It is caramely. Yeah, it's got a little biscuity, toasty thing in there, along with mostly the, all all uh, Munich too. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, before we get lost in another beer, let's turn to Dan. Dan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, thank you. Oh, I don't have you on yet, sorry. All right, try that again. Try that salutation again. I am doing great. There we you. go. Nice work. And uh, how long have you been homebrew, man? A little over six years. Okay, perfect. And I see you have cans of beer. How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> well, I decided to get real fancy. And, uh, I bought a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, huh? Uh, Keith, you want to pop some of these beers up for us while we talk to uh, Dan about his canning line? So it, it, this is the new thing now? Is like canning for homebrewing? Uh, very select few, I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is it like a pricey? I would think it's a pricey thing to get started with. I mean, sh- the machine itself isn't too pricey, but uh, the way I buy cans right now is a little pricey because I'm not buying them in bulk. Oh, right. So you're you're paying for it. I'm paying for it. <laughs> okay. Very special occasions like this. Right. Oh, there you go. Right. Wow. Well, it's very impressive, man. How do, How do you like rate? it? We get the cans. Dan and Thanks, cans. Man. What? Uh, how do you like it? How do you like the system? You think it uh, is it better than bottling as far as like a quality product, or does it is it equal? Or could you tell the difference? I think so. Uh, <laughs> I think first of all, I have to can a few days in advance because I feel like the carbonation sits in there. Um, the foam head that I cap on mm-hmm. has a few days to sit and carbonate a little more versus uh, if I pour it the same day, I feel like it's. The carbonation isn't the level that I like. Uh, it's all okay. up in the top headspace, and then it doesn't reintegrate into the beer, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's how I feel personally. But okay, um, uh, I you, do sometimes if I'm going to can a whole keg of beer, I'll overcarbonate it just a little bit. Yeah, and then I'll can everything. So okay, it is a great way to store beer. Like no, no light's going to get in there. <laughs> no, none at all, man. Uh, you're me? capping on, you're canning on foam. It crimps it and and gets all the super light too. Like, space. Like yeah. carrying it somewhere, carrying cans versus carrying bottles is a right. And then yeah. there's a lot of beaches, especially uh, oh, yeah. in the San Francisco Bay Area, that don't allow glass. So this is yep. a perfect way to. Bring your beer and not have to worry about the glass and everything else. That's yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah. You just put a bunch of fill fill the can with a bunch of sand and throw it in the water. It sinks like a rock. It's fine. Pass them out <laughs> and make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah, right? It's fine. Yep. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, let's start with you and the cucumber bow pills. Yeah. So it was entered as a uh, 30A for us here for the judging. So if you're judging along with us at home without tasting it, huh, sorry. Spice herb or vegetable beer. Uh, in this case, it is a vegetable. So, and then the base style is a three B um, uh, Bohemian. It's a Bohemian Pilsner. Pilsner is called a Czech Premium Pale Lager in the guidelines. But uh, so, yeah, aroma wise, I'm uh, getting a nice, pleasant, bready malt in there with a low floral and spicy hop. Um, sometimes this stock can have a little diacetyl, but I didn't get any diacetyl in there. Uh, that the fresh cucumber comes right through, nice and cleanly, um, kind of at a medium low level, alongside the beer, and I like that. Uh, no DMS, clean lager fermentation is very apparent here. Um, it's kind of a pretty beer. It's it's. Uh, Golden colored, fairly clear, but a little bit of haze, not too bad. Poured a, a large fluffy white head that, that stuck around for a pretty good while. Um, Flavor wise, I'm getting a malty, bready, 
the quality up front with a crisp pop kind of balancing that out nicely. Um, some clean cucumber flavors in there. Again, medium low level. Um, a light spicy floral hop flavor. The balance, the interplay, the balance between the the malt and the hop and the the, the vegetable was actually pretty good. It was, I would say the the malt and hop are pretty even in the the base beer, and then uh, you know the the cucumber just comes up right to that right level where you get it alongside the style, and it's there and it's prominent enough, but it's not overpowering. Um, bitterness is low. The finish is nice and dry. Well done, lager ferment. Um, and the, you know the cucumber comes through cleanly in the aftertaste, which is a nice little finish there. Body-wise, it's it's got a medium light body. It's pretty crisp. Not getting any obvious astringency. Um, it's not really creamy or anything, but you know, no alcohol warmth. It's just a nice crisp beer like you would expect. Um, overall, I thought this was a pretty pleasant drinking. Bow pills, uh, clean um, cucumber character, like nice fresh cucumber vegetable. I don't, I don't even care for cucumber myself all that much, but I really like the way that it expresses itself in this beer. Um, has a nice balance with the style. It just kind of works. The bitterness is at a good level. Uh, you could use just maybe just a touch more hop flavor because of all the vegetable there that's playing with it. It seems like there is a substantial hop here, but just to, to say, hey, you know, check pills here. Uh, I'm playing off that vegetable a little bit, but uh, you don't really have to do that. It's a pretty nice job as it is. Um, I gave the beer a 38. I thought it was an excellent beer. All right, Keith. That's you, baby. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Starting off, got a strong cucumber aroma, low notes of celery. Also picking up some uh, melon rind. It's probably a lot, very similar to cucumber, but it, to me, some of it comes across a little bit like melon rind. Pretty interesting there. Uh, very clean. Um, you know, notes of celery may even actually be more from the fruit uh, in general than actually any sort of DMS sort of character. I'm not really getting DMS like in terms of corn or, or anything like that. Uh, not really. It wasn't really picking up any hops. Uh, malt was subtle but bready. No diacetyl. Uh, you know, pretty common in the style. It was not here. And moving on to appearance. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, I'll, I'll be honest. Perfect. Uh, I put the same thing twice. I said it not much in the way of hops. Not picking up hops. I said the same thing twice in the comments. So well, you got to fill like, space. Uh, you got to fill up no, space, you man. Space. You don't have to fill up space. <laughs> He's not one of those beer judges. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, medium gold, wow. white head, uh, low head, but, it, you know, it, it does stick around and has, you know, a great, actually great, great, pretty, pretty great retention here in, in general, really. Uh, really pretty beer, just a slight, slight haze, uh, but overall, uh, I thought it was a pretty, pretty good looking beer. Uh, flavor, strong cucumber, melon, rind notes, medium bitterness, hop flavor is really on the low side for this the style. Get some little of that in the future in, in my notes here, too. Fermentation is very clean. Balance is even. Uh, malt, you got some toasty notes there, some bready notes. But uh, overall, in terms of flavor, uh, it was overshadowed by the cucumber. Uh, no diacetyl. Medium body, medium carbonation, low hop astringency, no warming or creaminess. And overall impression, I thought it was a very tasty and fun beer. A great cucumber character. Uh, it was kind of interesting how it was coming across to me as the melon sort of characteristic, but that could just you know sort of be a sort of fruit rind sort of thing, you know, between those yeah. uh, melon and, and cucumber. But I was having a little you know impression of both when I'm tasting this beer. Um, thought I could use a little more in the way of hops, or you know, even I don't know if it's a if it's a bow pills, maybe a little bit of diacetyl. Um, I actually would consider. Entering this as a cucumber uh, <laughs> German Hellas export beer may mm. sound stupid, but I think it may fit that style a little bit better than the yeah. bow, the bow pills. The malt for me didn't stand out as much as a bow pills necessarily would, and I, I thought you know the hoppiness and also you know possibility of diacetyl uh, felt it fit a little closer to that style. You, you know, said that, and that all made sense. <laughs> uh, it really did. You know, yeah. I'm worrying about the water, too. Did you get any, like, minerally quality at all? And I knew you were going to ask me that, and no, I didn't really get a lot. No. It seemed like the water worked for the style. Yeah, I think, I think it was good. And I thought the cucumber was good. I mean, maybe a little bit high, but I thought it was, it was, it was pretty darn good. I thought, you know, I enjoyed this beer a lot. I gave it a 36. I thought it was well done. 
um, and I uh, really enjoyed drinking it. I think that the reason that the, the beer works is it's a it's a pretty refreshing beer style to start with. And with the cucumber there, it comes across as kind of that, that cucumber water thing, you know, yeah. ice cold cucumber water, refreshing drink that you get at the spa or whatever. You're like, I'm at the spa drinking <laughs> beer. This is awesome. Like you a day I mean? spa or like your hot tub? Because we're about either way, we're about yeah. to find a window into Brian's life. Yeah, either way, uh, the day spa thing. <laughs> okay. I don't have a hot tub. But you go to day spa to drink coke <laughs> to drink cucumber, cucumber water. <laughs> I don't how drink was, cucumber was water. Okay. Was, it, was the mud bath good? That yeah. And the seaweed wrap. Yep, it was great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome, uh, Dan. Okay, man, tell us about this beer, dude. Uh, how did you add this cucumber? Please. All right. Well, uh, basically, uh, I wanted to go with the traditional Bohemian Pilsner. I used all Bohemian Pilsner malt. Okay. Um, went with Saz hops and the whole thing. I ended up using basically about two ounces of Saz hops. Um, five-gallon batch? Five-gallon batch. Yep. Uh, IBU was actually 22 and a half. Hmm. Um, and basically with the cucumber... Uh, I just took first place in a competition with this recipe. Nice. Very good. Congrats, um, man. It's my first competition, so I was pretty happy wow. with that. Yeah, that'll do. Um, you should retire on top now. I'm done. After six yeah. years, you finally That's, That's it. Yeah. That's it. This I'm retiring. It. Just started, just finished. Exactly. Uh, cucumber, I've done a few different ways. I uh, tried it in the boil, and it tastes uh, kind of like a roasted vegetable, and I didn't uh-huh. like it that way. Uh, basically, I cold crashed and brought it down to 34 degrees, and then uh, pilled cucumber uh, from the organic cucumber from the farm stand by my house. Okay, mm-hmm. and then uh, juiced it, and then added the juice only. So hmm. it gave it a really fresh, uh, you know, fresh cucumber taste and, and yeah. scent without you know being any kind of uh, added flavors or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the juicing is probably a really good way to go because you're, you're not getting so much of that just plant matter in there. You're getting the actual juice and the flavor from it. That's good. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably fairly delicate, too, that mm-hmm. you know, you're getting some, you said you're getting, uh, like, sort of vegetable flavor, but it's still, you know, to keep that flavor. Yeah, and it, to... how much did you add? Like, how much juice or wa- water? What is it, fuck is it called? Because it has juice nor water, right? Vegetable Coke. juice. Cucumber juice? It's a vegetable juice. Vegetable juice? How much vegetable juice did you add? So this here, five-gallon batch, it was one cucumber, but I went through three of them, um, and I poured just a tiny bit out to taste it before I added it because I wanted to taste what I was adding to my beer first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you guys mentioned mineral and stuff like that, so I build my water from scratch, from RO water. Okay. Um, this was a very basic mineral. Um, I basically had 48 uh, parts per million of calcium and then... 86 parts per million of chloride and nothing else. So, uh, there's one part per million sodium and four parts per million of uh, salt. So Okay. So really so you you had three cucumbers, you juiced them all separately, and you tasted them to find out which of the one. What, what flavors were you looking for? Uh, I just wanted to get a really ripe, fresh cucumber, not okay. overly ripe, not bitter. Um, and it took three before it I bought th- quite a few, actually. Wow. Okay. Uh, Cucumbers for days, hand. dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the one. Yeah. When you tasted that one, were you like, man, day spa. That's what this one tastes like right here is the day spa. <laughs> it's like the time Pretty Brian much. and I went to the day spa. Together. You were tempted to just drink that juice right there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I actually sliced a few up and put them on my eyes and went out and had a beer. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, okay. Well, that that's that's very cool, man. I, um, uh, what was the East strain, by the way? I don't think. Oh, there you go. That one was uh, White Labs uh, 001. And then mashing, okay. did, you, did you do a decoction or just a basic uh, single infusion or a step mash? What do you got? So the first one I did, uh, the one that I actually entered in the competition, it was a little hazier than this. Uh-huh. Um, I did a step mash on that one. I uh, did a protein rest at 131 degrees or so. Then I bumped it up to 150 and let it go for a while. Um this one here, um, the first one I used Bohemian floor malted. Okay, uh, yeah. Malt, so I did the protein rest. Yeah, a little less, uh, yeah, yeah. There was a little haze to that one. Um, they still took, they still rated it number one, but I was like, you know, it was a little hazier than I liked. 
uh, for Pilsner. Because the the malt wasn't as modified, or and or your, I don't know what what. Where do you think the, yeah, well the I, haze was coming from? I'm not sure. I thought at first maybe it was a cold haze, but I rolled that out, um, and then I thought maybe it was my water profile because I went pretty low on the the minerals on that one. Uh, so this mm-hmm. one I bumped them up just a little bit um, to get my calcium almost to 50 parts per million. Um, so I'm not sure. I filtered both of them. Yeah. No, the water tastes pretty clean. It's not. It's not screaming like I'm full of minerals here. So, you know, the, I think the chloride gives it a little, a little sweetness um, on edge to the malt, kind of. Is it a little soft. Yeah, just Is enough. there a softness? It should be very soft water. It should, it it should, should be, be soft, um, have yeah. almost no minerals in it. <laughs> and that, yeah, well, good. That's what I get. Yeah. Nice job, yeah. Yeah, it tastes good, man. Okay. We're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and go to the spa. Talk about stuff. Yeah, Brian has to go to the spa. The night spa. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you a member of the white labs customer club if not you should be it's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch all you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast an exclusive white labs t-shirt or sweatshirt and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself chris white Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Okay, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We're just about to wrap it up here on Dr. Homebrew. And uh, let's see, I did all my things. And hey, so, yes. I had more questions for Dan real quick, though. Yes, Dan, just are, about you up, the, are you up for more questions? Or about is it, the, are you done? The loggering. up for more questions. We, did, we, did we talk about your loggering uh, regimen? No. We didn't. Because we made Jonathan answer that. We did. So just give me a brief rundown of the loggering you did. So basically, uh, I didn't bring my brew sheet with me. I couldn't find it on this one. But uh, I think I pitched the yeast on this one about 63 degrees to mm-hmm. get it uh, kind of started. And then over the next few hours, I, I ended up dropping it down to 53 degrees. Okay. Um, and then I, once it finished, I dropped, I bumped it back up to about 60 for a diacetyl rest. And then I cold crashed. I think I yeah. left it there for about four days, and then I cold crashed it. So yeah, you did a good job getting the diacetyl out of there. I was going to mention that. So Thank cool. You. And did you have any questions for us? Because we didn't really ask you that. But oh, that's right, I forgot. Do you have any questions re- about their feedback? Not really. Okay. I mean, I, I okay. got okay. your guys' opinions Perfect. on it. Yeah, yeah. happy with that. It's a nice recipe. You can keep brewing it and keep entering competitions, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> cool. I wouldn't. I would retire on top. I swear to God. I, I entered one competition. I got first place. I'm done. I don't. What do I have to yeah. prove now? You know. Well, I'd go bankrupt if I listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, man. That's probably true. Actually, just pick the uh, the competitions that have like actual prizes. 
There you yeah. go. Like a thing. Like money prizes, probably. There you go. Yeah. Or yeah. free beer. Free beer is always good. Free beer is pretty good, too. There you go. Um, okay, well, we do have our $40 uh, Grog Tag gift certificate to give away, which is the, the Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. $40 gift certificate. And that goes to the unofficial runner-up here of our unofficial points total. Uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, announce the winner of the Grog Tag gift certificate, please? Our, our runner-up is, is Mr. Jonathan. All right, Jonathan. There you go. Yes. Congratulations. He's going to make his beer look good. This is a weird show because we give prizes to not the winners. So we're weird you like get a, that. So you get a prize, my friend. You score. You definitely, and, <laughs> and you get free beer. And then Dan gets free beer too. Dan doesn't need any prizes. He's already win, got a canning man. line, man. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, the one percent. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that is it. I think we're done with Doctor Homebrew for tonight, right? I think you're probably forgetting something. I probably am. I always do, man. I always I forget something. I want to thank my mom and my dad. <laughs> I'm not winning an award either. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, if you are listening live, stay tuned. We'll be back in about 20 minutes or so with another edition of Dr. Homebrew. Uh, if you're on the podcast and there's another episode ahead of you, um, push next, I guess. I don't know. Or just sit there and wait for this whole thing to play out and you hear my voice and drone on and on and on. Uh, don't forget, we have a bunch of other good shows on the Brewing Network like, uh, well, I almost said like Dr. Homebrew. Um, <laughs> Like the session like and Bruce Strong, sour hour, and there may or may not be a show in the works with Warren and myself. So just so you know, I'm just teasing that out there for Once everybody. Two, the sequel. I wish, dude. I wish. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Be good to yourselves and each other, and we will see you next time.